the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Therefore, no current or prospective client should assume that the future performance of any specific investment, investment strategy, including the investments and or investment strategies recommended and or purchased by advisor or product made reference to directly or indirectly will be profitable. Different types of investment involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that any specific investment will either be suitable or profitable for a client's investment portfolio. No client or prospective client should assume that any information presented serves as the receipt of or substitute for personalized investment advice from the advisor or any other investment professional. Welcome to the Bullington Capital Report, hosted by Bill Bullington. For the next hour, you'll receive information on current market conditions and trends that could affect your financial future. If you have a question, you can participate in today's program by calling 216-901-0945. That's 216-901-0WHK. You can also reach Bill by going to his website, BullingtonCapital.com. And now, here's Bill Bullington. Well, welcome back. Excuse me. I'm actually in the studio this morning, so if you have a call, you can call us 216-901-0945. That number again, 216-901-0945. And if you would, uh, if you hear something you'd like more information about, you can always go to my website. It's bullingtoncapital.com. And when you get there, uh, if you go on and you click on the uh, button where it's uh, or the, the word contact, it'll bring you to a contact form. Uh, first of all, it shows you a map. It'll show you where we are. And then there's a, a contact form. Uh, you put your name, put your email, and put a message in there. Now, by the way, I get people signing up for my newsletter quite often um, by putting their name and, and email there, and that's fine. Uh, you'll automatically be added to my newsletter list if you want to see that. Uh, but if you have a question, you just need to fill in that block uh, where the question is, if you can. And I, if you can't, I mean, if you're not that comfortable with computers or the internet. I know there are a lot of people out there that still aren't. So don't feel bad about that. My uh, phone number is 330-664-0700. That number again is 330-664-0700. And you can always give us a call and I'll be glad to try to call you back as quickly as I possibly can. And uh, I've been having to call a lot of people back, as you can imagine, (laughs) with the uh, Stock market is down down as much as it is this year. That's a um, it's pretty rough. But you know what the uh, the entire time I've been in the industry, um, it's always been like that. I mean, markets have been incredibly volatile, and it's really not that unusual. It it really isn't. And I, I first I know a lot of people struggle with this. A lot of people struggle because 
the market is so volatile. They want to see they they see the long term returns. They hear about the long term returns, that and they want that very badly. But when they get into the market and then they realize how volatile it's been, and that's the price that you pay to achieve those long term returns, some folks change their minds, <laughs> and uh, or they do what a whole lot of people do is, and they try to get a feeling or try to time that up. Well. You know, if it were that easy, I'm, I'm telling you, if, if you could accurately predict one or two 10% moves in the stock market, one or two, I can show you how to make an enormous amount of money and you, you won't have to work again. So it, it's not a trick. Okay. There are these things called futures funds and, or just futures. They're not, there are some funds that have futures in them, but so S&P futures, NASDAQ futures, basically you put, I think it's about 5% down uh, if you're a day trader. So, you know, and I, you can take a relatively small amount of money. You're, you're borrowing literally 20 times the amount that you put down. Okay, so that's going to move 20 times greater than the index is, roughly. Okay. So if you were going to, make a lot of, if you wanted to make a lot of money in that, what you do is you'd buy an option, a put or a call on the futures contract. And when it moves, now you've multiplied the moves. Oh, probably a thousand, a thousand percent or so. <laughs> so, uh, long story short, if it were that easy, there would be billionaires everywhere. And the fact that most people aren't billionaires and the fact that most of the people that are um, online or you know, still showing up to work at CNBC. That just shows you how hard that is. Uh, can you get lucky? Yeah, you, you can get lucky, um, but it's going to be luck. And uh, if you keep trying that, if you keep pushing that, eventually it's going to push back. So I don't really like to do that. And, I, and I'll stop talking about that. that. Not a whole lot of people are, are even interested in doing something like that anymore. Thank goodness. I used to get, the, reason, the only reason I'm talking about it is that occasionally I'll get a phone call from somebody who read something somewhere on the internet. And because it's on the internet, you know it's got to be true, right? Okay. So, and I have to spend a lot of time talking and explaining why what they want to do is literally not possible. The, the, there are possibilities, okay? And there are possibilities that the Browns will go undefeated three years in a row. That's a possibility. I wouldn't want to put my retirement on that. <laughs> so I wouldn't want, actually, I don't want to put any money on that. I mean, I, and that's, that's the likelihood of you making a tremendous amount of money from some of these strategies. <laughs> it's, it's about it. And actually, now I have a, I have a better chance of running a sub four minute mile than you will of making a lot of money trading options. <laughs> my best days, that was never going to happen. But, I mean, I could run one or two quarter miles uh, under 60 seconds, and that was kind of moving for, I think the last time I ran in track was in eighth grade. Yeah, I pole vaulted. But, uh, yeah, there was a reason I pole vaulted instead of running the mile uh, or the quarter mile. That, that's a sprint, by the way. <laughs> that's not that, that's not a long distance run. You are sprinting the entire time. And uh, anyway, the chances of me 
running four of those under 60 seconds in a row at my age now are better than the chances of you picking out an out-of-the-money option that's going to make you rich in a week or two. Okay, so hate to be the bearer of bad news. And it's not really bad news. Man, the, you know, the market being down as much as it is, I was a little depressed a few months ago because I'm looking at the market and going, wow, this is the, uh, it, there's no room. I mean, it, it, when they say price perfect, perfect, I'll get this up, price for perfection, <laughs> that's what they're talking about. They're talking about stocks that are slightly ahead of themselves. And as a general rule, when they say, when you look at the Dow or you look at the S&P 500 and you look at the NASDAQ, QQQs, you look at the valuations on those things, like, wow, they, you know, they're, they're really ahead of where they should be right now. And that's not all that desirable. I mean, you'd really like to have something that's selling lower than it should be. And I'm not saying they're they're lower than they should be now. I mean, if, if the economy continues to struggle, uh, if supply chains don't open up, uh, if something happens in Europe, they're probably going to go lower. Um, won't be the end of the world. Um, but uh, and this is one of the reasons that you always want to have some of your money in bonds. And I don't care how old you are. You, you want to have some of your money in bonds. And, and uh, a caller comes to mind. As soon as I say that, I'm probably going to get a, an email on my way home says he doesn't need any of his money in bonds ever. And I'm like, that's great. You know, he's, he's got a $20 million net worth. Yeah, you wouldn't have to put your money in bonds at all. You could just live off the dividends off of a handful of ETFs and and fly brother be free. <laughs> your, your, your worrying days have been over a long time ago. That's not the situation most people find themselves in. And, and here's another thing. I mean, I hear so much stuff. So much stuff on, well, you got to do this. You got to think about this. You got to think about that. There are lots of things to think about. Let me tell you what you really should concentrate on. There's this rule. It's called the 4% rule. Uh, you typically don't want to have to start off spending more than 4% of whatever your savings is. So whatever your retirement date is, let's say it's 65 or let's say, yeah, 65, uh, take 4% of your savings at it. Well, you're not eligible for full social security at that point in time. So let's say 67, <laughs> 67, you get full social security. Okay. You're going to take full social security and, uh, that's going to give you, I don't know, just off the top of my head, just, just say $30,000 just to make it easy. Okay, so $30,000, but you need $70,000 to be able to uh, live the lifestyle that you're living now without having to cut back too much. That's pretty reasonable. The, uh, so that 40000 that you're going to need, you're not going to need to generate from your investments. Now, with the 4% rule, you take the 40000 divided by 4%, that's a million dollars. Okay? So you need a million bucks to generate that $40,000 a year to supplement your Social Security and get you where you need to be. And that's as complicated as the retirement planning really needs to be. That's it. Everything else is what are you going to spend? What are you going to spend on your housing? What are you going to spend on cars? What are you spending? What are you going to spend on medical care? If you're like um, most people, you either have medical insurance if you're a government employee that you know will be taking. You'll be paying a big 
Well, you'll be paying some of. You'll get a supplement policy, and then you'll pay for that. And that's one of the bigger ones in retirement. I'll, I'll come back to that one uh, on a later show. But essentially what I'm saying is just put a budget together. How much money does it take for you to be able to um, live in the lifestyle that you're living now? How much is that? And you know what? I think I have a phone call. Um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, should I take that? or Yeah. If you'd like to call in, number is 216-901-0945. 216-901-0945. And uh, yeah, so we're just talking about the 4% rule and, and how that works. By the way, the reason that you're only going to withdraw 4% if you've got a traditional portfolio is that you're going to have to increase that over time. It's going to have to go up. And 4% is typically the, the rate that's recommended by most financial professionals that you kind of shoot for that. If you have to go a lot over that and you've you may want to consider cutting back in your lifestyle. We'll, we'll get to uh, some of that stuff later, and I'm going to go right to the phones now. And I've got uh, Jason. Jason, you're on the Bullington Capital Report. Yeah, good morning. Uh, hey, Bill, with interest rates headed up, uh, what do you think of brokered CDs as an investment option in today's market? I've been using a lot of them, and I think they're uh, I think they're a really good idea. So if you've got uh, access to it, and or just call your local financial advisor. Um, those are not CDs that you would get, by the way, uh, from a, a traditional bank. A brokered CDs, you go through brokerage firms, and that's why they call them brokered CDs. They, they buy and sell CDs a lot like they buy and sell treasury bonds or corporate bonds now. And, and I really like it. Uh, the interest rates have crept up quite a bit. You can get a, a pretty decent rate of return. I think over a uh, oh two years, it's a little around. It's around four percent or so, and uh, uh, might be a little bit higher than that. Uh, if you're in a, uh, a brokerage account, if you're if it's going to be managed, there's going to be fees involved with that. If it's not, if you're doing it yourself, then you get to keep a hundred percent of the uh, um, the income that you're generating. But yeah, I think it's a good idea. It's something that. Uh, Something you should look at. And those are marketable too, meaning you can trade them if you want to get out early. You can. Uh, the The price is going to fluctuate a little bit. Um, so, you know, you don't, if you're buying really long-term brokered CDs, the price could drop a lot. Uh, you probably don't want to do that. And that's not that uh, often that they have them anyway. But you just want to be careful when you're buying something that's got you know, a, a 10 year or more maturity of five year, even uh, more maturity, the price on it can go down. Uh, and in that case, you'd probably want to wait until the, either the price moved back up or it just matured, you know, and then you wouldn't have to uh, lose any money on that. Now you do get the interest that accrues for every day that you've held it. So oftentimes that can offset something. If it's down just a little bit, an income that you get can, uh, make some of that back. So it, those are all questions you want to really talk to a financial advisor about. That that's not a product that I. Uh, uh, that's it sounds pretty simple, and there's a whole bunch behind the scenes that you should probably know before you you jump in. Because if you, more often than not, when you're learning something after you've purchased it, it's generally not um, a positive surprise. <laughs> it can be a real negative surprise, but but then again. Um, how come 
the brokered CDs pay more than what's the you know the CDs that the banks offer directly. Uh, there are, there are all kinds of reasons for that. I mean, there's not just a single reason. Uh, the the biggest reason that I know of is a lot of the times the brokerage firms um, are willing to buy those to take their them off the hands of the bank that issued them so that they can free up that money and go out and make a new loan where the interest rate's going to be higher. So that's mm-hmm. that's a really good uh, – uh, and that's that's only occasionally. I mean, it, there, there, there are lots of other reasons, but that's the biggest one. Okay, very good. All right, Bill, thanks for the info, and uh, great show. <laughs> thanks, I appreciate it. And, uh, wow, this is a, another Jason – Jason, you're on the Bullington Capital Report. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to um, touch base on what the, the caller just said before. Um, I think, I think, and you can tell me, Bill, if I'm wrong, but when I was looking at short-term um, bonds or CDs, what I saw the best rate right now for, for the risk was, um, you know, six-month treasuries right now. And I, they're paying about 4%, the same thing as your brokered CD for two years. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that brokered CD, two years, that's like 2% a year, right? So it, it's no, 4%. no, it's, no, it's four uh, percent a year. They're just per like, year. Yeah, they're just like a um, just like a just like a short term treasury. Okay, well, and the, and the well, one year treasury could get you four percent, but but I guess my point is that the treasury, the short term treasury, is more liquid, right? I mean, if you had a if you had a sell, if the, if the person's worried about maybe having to, to break it before mature before maturity. Right. Yeah. You would want the treasury, wouldn't you? Uh, yeah, I would. The uh, it's a lot of the CDs are super liquid, especially the ones that are that short in maturity. So it's not really all that hard to sell them and, and get without taking a loss on it. The uh, uh, but treasuries are the most liquid in the world, you know. So, but I, I think okay. they're they're very close. But you're you're right about that. I got to take a real quick commercial break. Did you want to hang on? You know what? I got to go, too. Thanks for taking my call, Bill. Well, no problem. Yep. Have a good day. Yep. We're getting ready to uh, take off to a uh, commercial break here. Listen, if you'd like to call 216-901-0945, and I'll be back after these messages. Smith & Wesson is committed to empowering Americans no matter what. With inflation hitting everywhere, we've decided to make a change. Now, you can buy a Smith & Wesson Shield Plus, our most popular concealed carry firearm, at an all-new low price, $100 off MSRP. We're absorbing the costs and passing along the savings to you so you don't have to compromise on personal security. Visit smithandwesson.com to find a Shield Plus near you. Smith & Wesson. Always expect the best. Charlie Kirk explains what the left really wants. They're big fans of democracy until the people elect a right-wing government, then it's fascist. We have to shut them down. They're not actually fans of consent to the governed or representative government. The playbook is say that we're all for democracy unless the result isn't one we like and then smear the opposition as being neo-fascist. The Charlie Kirk Show, weekdays at noon, right before Dennis Prager at 1 on AM 1420. The answer. And Odyssey. 
Do you ever find yourself saying, I need a vacation? Vacation Fixation can help. At Vacation Fixation, we specialize in all-inclusive trips and cruises to Mexico, the Caribbean, and Disney vacations. Why choose us? Our clients book through Vacation Fixation because they are frustrated with online trip brokers and timeshare scams. Whether it's a weekend getaway, a family trip, spring break, or honeymoon, Vacation Fixation will personalize a trip just for you. Want to know the hottest destinations in Cancun, Punta Cana, Jamaica, or Puerto Vallarta? Interested in room upgrades, beach reviews, or details about resort restaurants? How about finding a trip with a direct flight? At Vacation Fixation, we take all of your specific travel requests and shop our suppliers to find the best deal. What's the cost? Our suppliers pay us so you don't have to. Call 330-573-8147 for more details. Or you can visit our website at vacationfixation.com. Or check out the deal of the day on Facebook, Vacation Fixation. Is it finally time to update your bathroom? Bath Planet, a division of Joyce Factory Direct, specializes in replacing and converting old showers and tubs into new beautiful bathrooms in as little as one day. We have transformed thousands of bathrooms just like yours into a spa-like oasis that has homeowners excited to use their new bathtub or shower. Right now, all bath installations are 50% off. So call to schedule a free consultation with on-the-spot pricing. 440-243-5700 or visit JoyceFactoryDirect.com. Well, back again. This is Bill Bullington. I'm here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon. Uh, if you guys have any questions for me that you can't get to uh, during the show, and by the way, the phone number here is 216-901-0945. That's 216-901-0945. Feel free to reach out to me in my office. That number is 330 that's three three zero six six four zero seven zero zero, and I will be try. I'll be glad to try to answer any questions that you have and uh, try to get back to you as quickly as I can. And uh, you know, we were talking about uh, a lot of different things, and that's one of the things I like about financial markets. It's it's typically never boring. I mean, it's almost never boring. Something it's like, but it. Having said that, it's a lot like a roller coaster. Sometimes it. It's kind of boring on your way up, and then other times, you know, you're freaking out. <laughs> so uh, uh, that's why I have a job uh, primarily, and they've created so many products. Oh my lord! The uh, you, looking through the va- the available products is mind boggling. You can't do it without software that's relatively expensive, because you you want to hone in on certain things. Uh, there are certain things that will have a tendency to be more important over long time periods than others. Uh, it takes a while to figure what that figure out what that is. And uh, I can tell you quickly, if you're looking for uh, funds, and this is kind of what we do, we look for the funds that have good risk-adjusted returns. They're in the top 20% of their category. Uh, and uh, one of the mistakes I see a lot of, of new investors making is trying to get the top one or I want mine in the top one percent. Well, that number is going to change. The, the one that was top over the last twelve months probably not going to be the top one over the next twelve months. In fact, it may have gotten lucky, and that's one of the things that you see a lot when you're looking at the one-year performance. The one-year performance will lift the three, five, and ten-year performances if it's big enough. 
and it can be extremely misleading. And that's one of the reasons why I see a fund that's up like that. I'll look into why it's moving, how it's moving. What are the, what are the valuations on the stocks in that fund? What, what's going on there? Now, sometimes there's a really good reason and sometimes not so much. Sometimes the reasons are that people are extremely um, optimistic about that sector or that you know, the, the stocks that make up the biggest portion of that fund. And those stocks are extremely uh, overvalued. Now, when they come back down, it's going to lose its ranking in the top, you know, whatever percentage of the funds that it was in. It'll it, sometimes they drop down to 40 or 50 percent. And it's really frustrating. I mean, it's horribly frustrating because you know everybody has a tendency to want to look into the past and project that into the future. And by the way, I mean, if you didn't know any better, how else, what else would you know? That seems to make common sense until you've been using it for a while. You know, and then you go through five or 10 years and you go, hey, wait a minute, this is not turning out anything like I thought it was going to turn out like, yeah. And by the way, having done it the right way, having held on to other asset classes who weren't outperforming at the time makes you feel bad because they're not performing as well as the best performers. But eventually, if they are uh, a, a significant portion of the economy, they'll have their day. When their day comes, you'll be glad that you held in and uh, stuck to your stuck to your rules. And it's... Uh, I really, I, you know, I, to me, it's still fascinating after all these years that it's still happening very similarly to the way it's happened in the past. Uh, instead of using individual stocks, though, there are funds that will specialize in just about anything you can possibly think of. And so I think that that's been a big help. The problem is there are thousands of them. There are literally thousands of funds, and you have to read each one of their prospectuses if you want to know exactly what they're doing. And uh, I think Warren Buffett, you know, somebody asked Warren Buffett what he, uh, what his secret was. And he said he just, he read a lot. And he read every uh, company that had been followed in, I forget which uh, one of the services that was popular at the time. Anyway, it, it had like 10,000 uh, stocks in it that they were covering. And they go, you mean you, 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 you think we should read them all? And he said, absolutely. And uh, is there any other thing that you'd like to add? Yeah, I'd probably get started. <laughs> he didn't say it exactly like that. I'm paraphrasing. But that's basically what he said. And I think, wow. You know, and it's, it is true, actually. You know, the, the reason that stocks go up over time is because they find ways of increasing their sales and maintaining their profit margin. That's the reason stocks grow in value. Think about that for a second. That should be common sense. It's just that I, I've never heard another person talk about it in that fashion out of my entire career. Uh, I'm somebody who is famous, I should say. I hear a lot of uh, people who aren't all that famous. And you know what? It's probably because it's not that popular. So the people that are successful... Uh, super successful and there's a uh, always an element of luck to everybody's careers anybody that ended up working for a big mutual fund complex got good training put in some good numbers had a lot of good years they'll tell you the same thing <laughs> they'll tell you the exact same thing it comes down to sales 
and profit margins most of the time. Occasionally, you'll have companies that have some sort of an asset that's actually worth more than the company is. So occasionally that happens. And that used to happen a lot more frequently uh, up until there were more funds than there are stocks. And in fact, there are somewhere around, it's more than five times the amount of funds than there are stocks for them to invest in. And uh, that makes it a lot more challenging. And that's a lot more challenging because you've got movement oftentimes and there's just no explanation for the movement. And it's just because one fund is, is repositioning itself that might be fairly large. And that's the only reason that the stocks in that fund are moving that day. It's because there's a fund out there that, that needs to rebalance their portfolio. And the stocks that you own happen to be in that fund. And it's going to move. And that's that's one of the more challenging issues, I think, that people face today. Uh, and everybody wants it to be super simple. Well, it's not super simple. It, it can be simplified, like when you're, which is what I'm trying to do right now, is concentrate on sales and profit margins. And when you're looking at economic reports, don't be looking at what the Fed is doing right now. The Fed is looking to stocks. <laughs> they look at that as a leading economic indicator. And they're using that and their their formulas are incredibly complicated. The uh, But they're going to make changes. And the changes that they're making are typically after something's already happened, trying to affect the future. And that, that's not an easy job. I, I do not envy anybody that works for the Fed. Let's see. It's incredibly difficult. There's, there's, people are typically not real happy with them. <laughs> they can cause major dislocations in financial markets if they don't, if they're not careful. Oftentimes, it's necessary for them to come in. Like Powell today feels like it's necessary to raise interest rates. Uh, we're going through short-term pain for a better future. Is, is that going to really work that way? Uh, I'm not sure. Neither is he. But that's what. You know, that's the path we're going down. So we've been down this one before. I'm sure it's going to happen again. But um, now that I said that, I've got to take another phone call. And I've got uh, Al. Al, hey, you're on the Bullington Capital Report. Hey, top of the morning, Bill. How are you? Great. That's I asked, I guess, a follow-up question on your CD questions previously. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. But does the, uh, on annuities, does that interest rate follow the Fed rates pretty much also? Oh. Uh, interest rates on annuities are basically fixed and what but don't they go up over time with the interest rate? Um, only some of them, the vast, okay. ma- the vast majority of them do not actually. And that's one of the reasons when you get, when you see an interest rate in annuities, like right now, the interest rates are like two and a half, three percent higher than treasury rates are. Um, they've also got an investment component in there. The, the chances of the investment and component, in my opinion, uh, yeah, I would stick with the, the guaranteed portions. But they're still not as high as those have been over the past two to three years. Uh, new ones coming out at some point in time will probably start to creep up too. Yeah, hey, you would think they'd have to. <laughs> yeah, 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 they will. Um, but they don't follow as fast as like CDs and stuff like that. No, no. Because I noticed when they... The Fed raises like it's a day or two later, and the interest rates go up you know, yeah, on the CDs yeah. and stuff. Right? Yeah. Yep. CDs are the shortest term, and they will uh, adjust the quickest. But 
rates go back down again, let's say they raise interest rates and they're successful at causing a, a, a recession, which is essentially what they're trying to do, by the way. Um, they don't want to go too far and cause a depression, but they feel like prices are heating up too quickly and they want to cool that off. So if if they get the economy to go into a mild recession, you'll see those interest rates on those short term interest rates on CDs drop right back down again. Well, I remember in the nineteen eighties you could get almost ten percent on a CD, true. Oh, it was a lot more than that. <laughs> I know my father in law was happy as could be. <laughs> yeah, oh. Yeah, I remember when, that was when I first started in the industry. Back in the early 80s, you could get a money market savings account. Well, it's like it's a money market mutual fund. A lot of people don't realize that money markets are not savings accounts. They, and I just said that because I have so many clients that are old, they call it that. The uh, older, I should say. I'm old now, too. <laughs> but, the, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, that, so the money market accounts were paying 18% at one point in time. Was there any way you could lock into that, or that was no, a floating rate? No, that was a floating rate, and yeah, that was okay. my that was my point, um, because everybody, well, yeah, why would I take the risk? Well, because the you got a twenty year uh, government bond over there that's paying fourteen. Yeah, but I'm getting eighteen. Yeah, but that one's guaranteed for over twenty years. <laughs> well, I guess that would never happen because the national debt's so high, the interest we would have to pay on it would. That would crush. Break us. Yeah, yeah. Okay, thanks a lot, Bill. Thank you. <laughs> All right, thanks. Very knowledgeable. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the national debt, that, that's another thing. When you start raising the rates on these things, uh, national debt, you know, interest payment's going to be the number one budget item for the federal government. You know, and uh, it was, I think it was number three behind Social Security and mi- the military. But at these interest rates, it should be really interesting to see what that what happens there, whether it tends to surpass those or not. And incidentally, uh, we were at I think it was about 145 percent debt to GDP uh, after World War II. And when we got involved in World War II, we were in a depression. So the government printed up money because they needed to pay for all the soldiers and the tanks and the ships and the ammunition and all that stuff. And as bad a shape as the economy was in, they were borrowing money like there was no tomorrow to build up our military and go help out. And that actually, you know, that's World War II is what ended the depression. And I hate to say that because I know some people get upset when they hear something like that, but it's true. The uh, Actually, I could say, my mom was the beginning of the end for World War II because her birthday was December 7th, 1941. <laughs> Literally, the day Pearl Harbor was bombed. Can you imagine having a child on the, on the day they read the newspaper the next day? Wow. That was a, <laughs> probably a big surprise in many ways. But anyway, everything that's happening right now has happened before. I mean, it, it's happened multiple times before. And this is not really that bad. I hate the fact that prices are down right now. That, that The reason that bothers me is because it bothers my clients. My clients, uh, my clients actually know, you know, it's not fun watching the declines. Uh, they also know that we don't have 100% of our money in stocks because if we did, half of them would be um, about ready to shoot me at this point in time. But uh, we keep a lot of money in short-term bonds. Uh, we are looking at a lot of treasuries and CDs right now. I've got a, if you don't 
um, have access to that, then I would look at super short-term bond funds. Those that are going to lose the least amount of money when interest rates rise. And I'll, I'll give it an example. Here's a bond fund. And I, I keep going back to this one because a somebody called to ask about this on the radio program. And they were investing in it because it had gone up quite a bit. If you're only... If your only reason for buying something is that it's going up or you perceive it to be going up, that's a, uh, man, that, that is a rough way to go. I'm just telling you, you will, if you have a life expectancy of 10 years or so, you're probably going to learn a valuable lesson and you're going to wish that you just listen to this show first. But I look at the 20 year treasury bond fund, you know, and that's out there. This is a, a BlackRock and it, and it's, for what it's designed for, it, it's great, but it's designed to give people access to 20-year or better treasury bonds. Now, the reason that somebody would do this, this is actually for somebody who's super sophisticated, okay? because if you look at where, that's, where that fund peaked, it was actually in March of 2020, and it peaked at $158 or somewhere, let me see, it might be higher than that. Yeah, it looks like a, wow, looks like $179. So it peaked at $179. It's at $98 today, $98. And see, when you put bonds into a fund, you've just created a stock. You've created a stock by doing that. Uh, If you had the 20-year bonds, they would be down similarly, but, you can wait, you know, right now you'd have oh, 27 years <laughs> before they mature. No, I, I, I take that back. You'd have about 18, 19 years before they're going to mature. But, you know, if you're young enough, you could wait that out and get the money back. Now, your choices would be to sell the bonds because they're down in price. Why do bonds drop when interest rates go up? Let me give you a really quick example. Let's say you've got a... Uh, bond that's paying four percent. Okay, if you're paying four percent and then uh, the rates go up to five percent, you're getting a forty dollars for every thousand bucks. And I just have a uh, actually, I'm going to have to follow uh, finish this after these commercial messages <laughs> because we're coming up in a few seconds there. And this explanation is gonna, it's gonna, only going to take about two minutes. But uh, anyway, why are bond prices dropping when interest rates go up? right after these messages. Hello, Cleveland. My dad grew up in Cleveland. I've lived in Cleveland my whole life, and Cleveland rocks. And as a Cleveland plumber who's the son of a Cleveland plumber, one thing I can tell you is that Cleveland sewer pipes are all made of clay. And those clay pipe sections have seams every three to four feet where roots can grow, cracks can develop, and offsets form, and that causes some nasty clogs. For most clogs, we can cable or jet them out fast and get the water moving. But to really fix the problem properly requires a cable machine, a hydro jetter, a camera, several hours of work, all of which every drain tech does have ready to go. So at Wyatt Works, we embrace transparency. 
We will bust the clog right away. We'll show you on the camera and let you decide if you want to do a Band-Aid fix or a permanent fix. Either way, the hard-working, straight-talking, do-it-right drain techs at Wyatt Works have got you covered. Consider it done at WyattWorks.com. License number 30185. No doubt about it, we're spending more time at home, which is the perfect time to make it more functional and beautiful. Hi, Ed Flash Ferentz here for Artistic Renovations, Northeast Ohio's premier and award-winning remodeler. Artistic did a fantastic job with our kitchen in 2016, and last year, they were back for the master bath. Oh, my word. Do yourself a favor and go to ArtisticReno.com. Believe me, you'll love their ideas and without question, the finished product. For a virtual consultation, call 216-520-0838 or visit ArtisticReno.com. The Cleveland Grays Armory is pleased to announce that they will be hosting their second annual historic tea on Sunday, October the 23rd. This event will feature a presentation by jewelry historian Dr. Marie Halkovich entitled Glitz and Glamour in the White House, featuring the jewelry and fashion of the Ohio Presidential First Ladies, offering a glimpse of Ohio's fashion and influence in the White House. Tickets are $45 and there will be tea, light fare, lecture, raffles, and more. To get your tickets, go to 2022 Gray's Armory Historic Tea.eventbrite.com. That's 2022 Gray's Armory Historic Tea.eventbrite.com. And you can also get more information at Gray's Armory.org. Thinking about updating your home? Well, Joyce Factory Direct specializes in replacing old, outdated windows. Proudly made right here in Cleveland, Joyce Windows features their exclusive Smart Shield High Performance Glass, which means you'll be getting the most energy-efficient windows for your home directly from the factory. Customers just love how much warmer their house is and how easy their new windows operate and clean. Right now, you can save 50% on all installations. Just call to schedule a free consultation with on-the-spot pricing, 440-243-5700, or visit JoyceFactoryDirect.com. And we're back. I've got just a about 15 minutes, I think, or so, somewhere close to that. So if you have a question and you'd like to sit down and talk about a, a strategy, um, you know, I know I've been talking about a lot of things and probably a lot of people's heads are spinning right now. I, I apologize for that. Uh, unfortunately, you know, financial financial topics can be incredibly complicated and we're just scratching the surface actually. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, my head is spinning about two, three times a week and, uh, but you know, I kind of like it. And if, if you have questions, you want to see what a, uh, a simple plan might look like. And by the way, that's, that's me. I don't want to leave out anything that's necessary, but I don't want to include anything that is unnecessary. And that sometimes that, you know, that can be a skill. And when you're thinking about how much are you going to need in retirement, you know, a good rule is that, that 4% rule. I like that rule. By the way, that was someone who had a 50-50 portfolio, 50% stocks, 50% fixed income, which are bonds, annuities, that kind of thing. Uh, and again, the the caller was calling in, was talking about annuities. I was looking at uh, one here. Let's see. You're 66. You're going to be 67 next year. And uh, I have to go back. I'm doing this on a a website. Uh, It's through Nationwide. And if you'd like to get a link to that, 
uh, website so that you can play around with this yourself. You know, feel free to call me. Let's see. And this is just based on a 66-year-old, going to be 67 next year. As you have to wait a year for the uh, uh, income to turn on. So on a hundred thousand bucks, you right now you'd get six thousand five hundred fifty-eight dollars. Now that's on a website, by the way. So compliance um, department, you know this has been approved. <laughs> and um, but yeah, just go to that website. And if you don't uh, know where it is, just hit me up with an email. I'll send you the link. And it's really hard to get that kind of guaranteed income in any other source, even with at four percent. At you know, it's still not the same. Now, it shouldn't really be compared directly to a um, uh, a CD or a bond. You know, these are things that are um, they're actually fairly complicated. Uh, I like to to focus on the things I think are most important. In this case, the thing that's most important is that the income is going to be sixty five hundred bucks, almost sixty six hundred a year, and once you turn it on. You don't have to worry about it. You know, it's just, they just direct deposit it into your banking account. So that's pretty good. That's per $100,000. So that, that's pretty good. Uh, it's actually one of the better rates I've seen. The uh, company's very highly rated, but you know, it's just an option. And that, that's the other thing I, I think I like to think is a little bit different about the way we do things at my firm. Uh, we try to figure out or with you, uh, I try to figure out where you're coming from, what you'd actually like to see, uh, what are the best ways of getting there, and then we'll show you three or four options, and you get to choose. And once we've got those in place, then we'll go ahead and make, uh, you know, monitor those positions, uh, make adjustments as necessary, and uh, that's basically how it works. I, I just I hear so many financial programs, and I read so much stuff that gets into so much minutia that's really not that meaningful. You know, the, the big things that you've got to worry about in retirement are, first of all, the amount of income you're going to be able to safely generate. That That's the biggest thing that you're going to have to, that should be the biggest thing on your mind. How much income am I going to be able to generate? And will I be able to live off of that? And if the answer is yes, great. You know, if you're one of those people that, that's done a great job at, saving and investing, and you've got way more than you're going to spend, that's awesome. Uh, so you've got problems that other people dream about. Your, your problems are setting up trust for your kids and trying to keep the tax man away from uh, taking too big of a, a portion of what your returns might be. And that, that's another set of issues. And we'll be more than glad and willing to talk to you about those kinds of things as well. I have uh, attorneys I've worked with over the years. I feel like they're very good. They're very competent. I feel like they're very fair on their pricing. And, uh, you know, we can, uh, sometimes it's easier to talk to somebody who's not in that field than it is to talk to somebody who's an expert in that field because they're used to talking to other experts and it just might lose something in the communication. So, and and again, that goes back to, my roots wanting to try to keep everything as simple as humanly possible. Uh, and oftentimes it's not always that easy. You know, sometimes you're just in a situation where it is going to be complicated, especially today. People, you know, been married more than once. Um, they've got kids maybe from, um, two different marriages that that's complicated and that it can get incredibly complicated. And 
to have somebody to, to bounce ideas off of that's familiar with what other people that are in the same situation have been doing and are doing, uh, and then getting a recommendation and that can, that can save you a lot of time, effort and energy. And, uh, also that's one of the other reasons I have to read a lot, <laughs> but, uh, anyway, the, the investment management makes it look easy. I mean, and, and believe me, uh, it's not <laughs> just understanding what you have in your portfolio is rough. I mean, I, I know because I've been doing this for so long, so many people have a lot of funds and they're not even sure what the funds are holding. They couldn't really give you a good description on how they picked those stocks. And I think that's a little sad, you know, because is now you're in there and you're going a hundred percent based on faith, which is fine. Okay. But I like my faith backed up with a little knowledge. <laughs> the knowledge helps me keep the faith. That's, that's a big deal because you know, I can't tell you how many times before I got to that point in my career where I was just questioning, you know, what is, what is going on? This is, this is not what I expected. And, uh, yeah, it wasn't what I was, ex- what I expected because I didn't have enough experience. I didn't, I didn't know what I didn't know. And the stuff that I did know, I didn't have enough time with and hadn't really thought about it all that much so that it would have a big impact. Now I am one of the, uh, I mean, worrying about an investment performance is one of the last things I worry about in my own account. I know it's going to be there. I just don't know when, but I know it's going to be there. And I know that if I just keep going down that path, it's relatively simple. I think I have four or five, uh, funds that are extremely broadly diversified. And then I have, Oh, I think there are seven funds that, that hone in on specific portions of specific industries. Now, those are a little bit more aggressive because each fund in that group of funds that represent, right, I'll tell you one of them's uh, technology uh, and the other is healthcare. So those groups of funds are honing in on a different area of that particular industry and why did I do that? Well, because those two industries are actually growing faster than any other industries in the world. And remember when at the beginning of the show I was talking about sales growth or sales, you need sales and profit margin. The, the factor that has the largest impact over long time periods historically over performance is sales growth. Now, I would think that that would make total sense. Now, if you're growing your sales you know, and, and you've had a really good run over the past 10 years, well, your business is going to be worth a whole lot more money than it was. I mean, think about it. If you were doing a billion, I can't even believe I have to use that big of a, uh, <laughs> of a description. But if you were doing a billion dollars in sales 10 years ago, and here it is 10 years later, and now you're doing 5 billion, you're doing five times as much in sales, that should be worth around five times as much money assuming that you were able to maintain your profit margins. And that's it. That's, that's what everybody on Wall Street is trying to figure out. Which companies are going to be able to increase their sales into the future and maintain their profit margins? And they come up with all these estimates, and some of them are, are kind of wild. <clears throat> Next 
seminar I do whenever I'm able to do seminar again. Boy, can't wait to do that. But the uh, we'll talk about that in detail. And again, because I've been doing this for so long, I have I'll show you my shortcuts. You know, a lot of people get now. now be warned when you know how to do this. What what I'll show you. And if you want to come into the office, if you if you're a client and you want to see it one on one, no problem. You know, it takes less than an hour. Uh, it takes a lot more, longer to practice it and and use it than it does to learn how to do it. Okay. But once you learn how to do it, you're like, oh, oh, now now I see. And uh, the next feeling is, wow, you got to have a lot of patience with that. Well, yep, that that's true. You do have to have a lot of patience with any type of investing that you're doing. It's just the, uh, um, all those Facebook ads you see, these guys get rich quick on one stock. Yeah. If that were true, they wouldn't be selling that information for any, any amount of money. But, uh, and, and I'm really interested in, uh, trying to help people reach their own goals. Now, what are your goals? Do you, are those goals realistic? Yeah. How do you know if they're realistic? Sit down and, and talk to an advisor. You know, I think it, it, it that's free. There's no cost to doing that. But uh, so if I'm going to be realistic with my goals, then uh, and I've got the money to put aside. Um, that basically setting setting up the plan is generally uh, well. It can be complicated. Depends on your personality, actually. But the uh, I can show you ways of simplifying that and to where you can actually sleep at night. That's a big deal. In fact, I think next week's program, that's what I'm going to focus on. The portfolios that allow you to sleep at night, but don't go to sleep on you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's, that's an excellent idea. Just So tune in next week. We'll actually start looking at portfolios. I'll, I'll dig out some of the material on the, the reasons, those factors that we were talking about earlier. And now that I hear the music, that means my show's over. This is Bill Bullington. I'm here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon. Have a good weekend, everybody. Good luck. Good investing. just caught another edition of the Bullington Capital Report, broadcasting every Saturday at 11 a.m. on AM 1420, The Answer. If you have a question and you'd like to speak to Bill personally, you can call him at 330-664-0700. That's 330-664-0700. Or online at BullingtonCapital.com. That's BullingtonCapital.com. The preceding program has been paid for by Bullington Capital Management, LLC. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.